The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Racha, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, nor, not by heaven, for it's God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I don't know why we do, but we very easily fall into this trap. And even, even if we've been a Christian for a long time, it's easy just to slide right back into this. We think it's all about the rules. God gives his law, follow it. And of course, this is seriously flawed, deeply lacking. And most importantly, because it means ultimately then we, we view God as a rule maker. Do what he says, he's happy. Don't face the consequences, especially his anger. And so interacting with God then becomes deal-making. 
And think about it, if our entire relationship is based on keeping his rules, well then, is that even really a a relationship? And second, this is seriously flawed, because sometimes we, we actually think we can do it. You have heard that it is said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't lie. Well, with just a little bit of effort, we can do that, right? I mean, I can keep those rules. So I'm good. And we call that having a self-righteous heart. (laughs) I don't even need God. (laughs) But then third, like having a split personality, that very same heart can become a rebellious heart. Rules are meant to be broken or at least pushed to their limits. When I was an adolescent, I can remember, remember being taught, sex is for marriage, so no premarital sex. Okay, fine. But what everybody wanted to know is how far can we go? Oh, and if there's no one there to enforce the rules, well then is there, are there really rules? Don't raise your hands, but um, how many of you actually obey the speed limit? Right? Those signs are just suggestions. Oh, until we see the cop car. (laughs) Right? Now, we might think harsher punishments. That would keep people from committing crimes, right? Criminologists, however, have discovered, no, 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 no. Actually, it's the threat of getting caught. That is the greatest deterrent to crime. So I won't if I might get caught, but if I won't get caught, hmm, well, all of this should start lighting up the dashboard and telling us, you know what, something ain't right here. And it's why Jesus drives deep into the paint today, deep into our hearts And he tells us that we need a righteousness that's greater than the scribes and the Pharisees who were the ultimate rule keepers. I mean, Jesus' hearers would have said, Jesus, nobody's better than them. How are we going to do that? Well, Jesus went on. You've heard it said, don't murder. But I say, your anger spouts off insults and name-calling that kills this other person in your heart and then, and then just stabs them in the heart. And you've heard it said, don't commit adultery, but I say to you, if you even look at another person lustfully, you're using that person, objectifying them in your little fantasy world. And people aren't meant to be used as objects. And you've heard, don't swear falsely. But I say to you, if you have to say, I swear I'm telling the truth, it means sometimes you're not. And then to top it all off, if we would have read on in Matthew 5, at the very end, Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. (laughs) Well, now we're really sunk. So is that Jesus' point? higher and impossible standards. You know, we got to try harder than those Pharisees and scribes so that we don't even think something wrong, a bad thought. Or is Jesus just being vindictive? He just wants to accuse us and to condemn us for how rotten we really are. Is that the Jesus you know? A rule maker, 
judge, accuser, or savior, redeemer, brother. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Don't miss the Father part, your Father. Jesus didn't say, be perfect as your heavenly rule maker is perfect. No, your Father. Your Father who loves you. And just prior to that, Jesus had said, you have heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that, catch this, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Of course the goal is not just to follow the rules. The goal is that instead of having that self-righteous heart or that rebellious heart, we might have hearts like our Father's. That we would become like Him. That we would become who we really are, His beloved sons and daughters. Jesus is not there deep down in our hearts just trying to mess around with us, to condemn us and accuse us, but he's down there in our hearts because he wants to call us. Yeah, deep down inside there, we're going to see the depravity, the depth of that depravity. We're going to see where the heart of the problem really lies within us. But down in our hearts is also the place where redemption begins. See, there's something else down there, and Jesus wants to take it out and dust it off and show it to you once again. Listen to him as his voice echoes in your heart, calling out parts of you that maybe you thought were lost forever. Yes, you've been angry, but deep down you don't want to be a bitter rage monster spewing venom on others. You want to be generous, not holding grudges, forgiving, gracious, encouraging. Yes, you've lusted, but deep down you don't want to be that creeper, that user. You want to be able to treat others with respect. You want to be able to see someone who is beautiful with pure eyes and someone who's not as still a very beautiful person. No, you have not always told the truth. But deep down, you want to be a person of honesty, integrity, character. You want to be trustworthy. You want to be human, fully human. Jesus isn't just accusing you of what's wrong with you. Deep down, covered up under a lot of stuff, is the original blueprint of who you were made to be. And he's uncovering it, and he's casting a vision for you. He wants to show you what's still possible for you. He is calling you to be who you were made to be. Let me put it this way. The problem with sin is not breaking the rules. The problem with sin is that it breaks relationships. And that's why the Lord gives us his law. As he does, he's trying to protect our relationships, actually show us what healthy relationships look like. That's why the whole law can be summarized in two sentences. Love God and love your neighbor. Love others. That's when things are right. That's, when that happens, that's when things are righteous. So the greater righteousness goes beyond the rules because, see, rules, 
Rules don't change our hearts. I mean, let me ask you, does that speed limit sign change your heart? Obviously not, right? But I bet you there's one of the signs that's on the road that maybe changes your heart a little bit. It's that school speed limit sign, you know, the speed zone, when it's flashing. Because nobody wants to see a kid get hurt, right? The one by my house on State Road 19 there, Napanese Street, the blinking light stopped working a few weeks ago. Sweet, that means I don't have to follow it, right? I'll just go my way like normal, and if a cop pulls me over, hey, sorry, the sign was not working. No, of course not. I don't need the sign, and I don't need the cops. And it's interesting, I find myself, as well as the other people commuting to work, still slowing down, because we see the kids walking to school, and nobody wants them to get hurt. Or, or let me put it another way. This is a story I've told many times. You maybe have heard me say it before. When I was a senior in high school, I came home one night five minutes late for my curfew, and my dad, of course, was waiting up for me. You're late. I'm like, Dad, it's five minutes. Come on. Nope. My rule. My rules. My house. Fine, Dad. Fine. You know what? But in six months, I am going off to college. I can stay out as late as I want to. Then what are you going to do, huh? Well, then you're not going to college. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> the wisest thing, he said many wise things. One of the wisest things he ever said was, I hope you remember what I taught you. He hoped I didn't need the rules. He hoped that it would be now in my heart. When Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, that word there for perfect, when it's referring to us, could also be translated mature, as it is in our second reading. Be mature. Grow up into being a son or a daughter of your father. That's who you really are. And those of us who are parents or who have parented our kids are grown maybe now. That's what we pray about, right? This is what we lose sleep over. This is what gives us the gray hairs because we're hoping that our kids are going to remember what we taught them, that eventually they won't need the rules, that they've integrated them into their own hearts and it's become a part now of who they are. I mean, when a kid finally leaves the house and says, oh, finally, I don't have all of mom and dad's rules, one of two things is going to happen. One is that, you know, they're going to go off the rails, or two, they're going to realize, you know, mom and dad were not so dumb after all. <laughs> and they actually were looking out for my good. That's what we call maturity. And see, that's what Jesus is after. He wants us to mature. He wants us to grow up to the point that we don't need the rules anymore because it's in our hearts. And so here's the last thing. How did we do that? Well, first of all, listen to Jesus. Deep down in your heart, listen to his voice calling out to you. You have heard that it was said, but I say to you, God himself is speaking to you in the depths of your heart. And when you see that's what's not right, then confess it and repent of it, but also hear him as he reminds you of who you're made to be, what is still possible for you. And second, act. Take responsibility for it. we got to work at this, friends. we got to fight for this. 
That's why Jesus tells us to act on it. He says things like, you know what, if things aren't going right with someone, go be reconciled with your brother or sister. In fact, start with your own apology first. Or if something's causing you to sin, then cut it out of your life. Now, it's a hyperbole when he says, you know, pluck out your eyeball or cut off your arm. But, you know, maybe there's things in your life that they just got to go. Maybe it's your laptop, your iPhone. Oh, but I can't live without those. Well, you know, better to go to heaven without your devices than to go to hell with your iPhone in your hand. And I know, most of us do need it for work, for school, etc. I get it. Well, then get covenant eyes or an app or, or get an accountability partner. My point is, do something about it. Act. That's what Jesus says. And finally, and this is the most important part, the righteousness that is greater than the scribes and the Pharisees is Jesus. It's not your best efforts or my best efforts. No, no, it's, it's him. It's him. He's the perfect one. He's the one who is like the Father in heaven. He's the one who loved the Lord his God with all his heart and soul and mind and strength and loved his neighbor as himself. Actually, even more than himself. See, it's, he fulfilled all of that not only in how he lived on this earth, but most importantly, how he died on that cross. Here, the cross is, is him loving his Father and then loving us to the fullest, to the max, totally and completely. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, that the law of God does not come between us and Jesus, as if that's the way to Jesus. Follow the rules and you'll get to him. No, it's, it's actually the other way around. Jesus is between us and the law. He is the way for us to fulfill the law, to fully love God and to love others, because he himself did it. He is the righteousness that surpasses the scribes and the Pharisees, and he is in us. He's living in us, and he's loving through us, and he's acting through us, and he's making us into who we truly are made to be, the sons and the daughters of our Father, and in just a few brief moments, you are going to come up and eat and drink and take him, the perfect one, the perfect righteousness, you are going to take him into yourself once again. So let me give you a moment to pray about this. To invite Jesus into the deepest places of your heart. He's not there to condemn you. He's calling you. 